Welcome to Thoughts on the Market. I'm Andrew Sheets, Chief Cross-Asset Strategist for Morgan Stanley. Along with my colleagues bringing you a variety of perspectives, I'll be talking about trends across the global investment landscape and how we put those different ideas together. It's Friday, August 16th at 2 p.m. in London. On Wednesday, investors accepted a lower yield to lend to the U.S. government for the next 10 years than to lend to it for the next two. This so-called inversion of the yield curve is rare. Investors usually demand a higher rate for longer-term borrowing. And it's important. Inversions of the yield curve have often been warning signs for the markets and the economy. The yield on the U.S. 10-year debt fell below that of two-year debt ahead of the recessions in 1981, 1989, 2000, and 2007, and hadn't done so at any point since 2010, despite many market scares. So why does the yield curve invert, and what makes this signal so powerful? Most people demand a higher rate of interest the longer they plan to lend someone money, and for this reason, most of the time, governments pay marginally more to borrow for longer periods of time. This logic only shifts in very specific conditions. If people think that interest rates are about to fall significantly, or that the world is becoming a more dangerous place, locking in current rates for as long as possible suddenly seems like a good idea. Longer-term yields fall faster than shorter ones, until, at some point, those longer-term rates are below shorter-term ones. The curve inverts. And this, unfortunately, is precisely what's been happening over the last month. Through good days and bad days over the last month, investors have steadily, relentlessly rushed to buy longer-dated bonds over shorter ones. Yesterday may have gotten all the headlines, but hardly emerged from nowhere. Bonds in Germany and the United Kingdom, meanwhile, have shown similar dynamics. For investors, there are several messages to take away from the current focus on yields and the yield curve. First, the yield curve didn't invert in isolation. A wide range of indicators suggests challenging global growth from commodity prices to Chinese industrial production to the underperformance of smaller, more cyclical stocks. The yield curve is simply one more indication that these concerns need to be taken seriously. Second, longer-term interest rates have been falling faster than shorter-term ones despite expectations that those short-term rates will be reduced further by the Federal Reserve. This is a little technical, but important. There is still a lot of faith in the market that central banks will be able to cure whatever ails us. But the bond market is giving this idea the cold shoulder, and despite expecting more and more central bank action, is assuming a worse and worse long-term outcome. Third, there is usually a reason that we are told to dismiss the yield curve. In 2005, it was seen as distortion caused by Chinese demand for long-term bonds. In 2000, it was explained away by the fact that the Clinton administration was running a budget surplus and might eventually pay off the federal debt. The list goes on. Those dates, 2000 and 2005, show that the timing of the yields curve signal can be varied, but it should be respected. We remain cautious and underweight global equities and credit in our asset allocation. Thanks for listening, and tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more Thoughts in the Market. The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or a solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you.